0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Benji.
1: This is Marco. Hi.
0: Hello. Doing our last little bumper here. This is the last episode we had in the can, last pre-recorded one. Uh, But fear not, we will be back uh, at some point with more episodes. We've got some guests lined up. Uh, But for this episode right now, we're going to be doing S5E5, Miss Me Times 100.
1: They've downloaded it, so they know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so we'll, we'll start releasing these regularly at some point.
0: Yeah, maybe get on a a weekly schedule uh, to kind of start back from 103 and move forward. I did Mm -hmm. want to thank everyone who participated in our little contest for Trouble All Finds Me. Uh, We did a drawing for that on another podcast. In case anyone was curious, Megan and Kayla won. Congratulations, we'll be contacting you. Um, But uh, we will do some some other contests uh, over the next few months. So if you missed out on that one, don't worry. We got more coming.
1: Yeah, so... Enjoy rewatching PLL with us. Um, I'm kind of curious how people are rewatching us. Seen some people who you know, they bought DVDs. Some people, are, a lot of people, are doing HBO Max.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we always wish that there would be Blu-rays of uh, PLL with commentary tracks, but there aren't, so we're doing our own commentary tracks. So mm-hmm. enjoy this one with Norman Buckley, and you know we'll be back before too long. Yep. Bye bye. Oh. I'm Benjamin Light and I'm Marco Sparks and welcome back to Bros Watch pl 2 we're doing another special commentary episode today we're doing a uh, episode 505 the 100th episode Miss Me Times 100 and we have a special guest the director of that episode Norman Buckley how you doing Norman?
2: Hey guys it's so good to be with you again. Good to have you. It's really fun to kind of revisit this whole part of my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hard to believe it started 10 years ago. It's
2: really hard to believe. It's. I feel like it's uh, been old home week because I, uh, as as I was saying before we started, I just did the uh, podcast with the Pretty Little Wine Moms. Looking at the very first episode I did, and this one was uh, ninety six episodes later. So.
1: <laughs> and this is your eighteenth of twenty three episodes. Is it? Yeah. Wow. So well, I wasn't even sure. I like a point you made in that interview that I never really contextualized that way is that you basically did a whole season. Yeah, well, more than a season really,
2: because yeah. uh, I actually did 23 and then I also supervised two episodes. Right. So it was 25 total. So it was, uh, well, I, th- I guess there were a couple of, of seasons that went 25 episodes. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah. Back when they made long seasons of TV shows.
2: Yeah. It, it was definitely uh, uh a uh a lot of episodes this was a big part of my life for a long time
0: awesome all right well we're we'll going to be doing uh miss me times 100 and i believe uh we're starting with the previous previously so if uh you want to follow along at home just uh set yourself up to go on the previous leads and then we'll do a countdown a 321 then we're just going to talk about the episode unless you got anything else marco
1: oh i was just gonna say i know this is a long time ago um but in that interview with the Pretty Little Wine Moms, Leslie Ferrer makes this great offhand comment about one of the shots that they're discussing. And she says, oh, knowing, knowing Norman, he probably figured out that shit long before he started filming. So I was just <laughs> kind of curious, re-watching this and re-acquainting is there anything you remember thinking, initially that you wanted to tackle, like Allison coming back to school, or, or any challenges that you, in, the, in a huge episode, any challenges you perceived going into this one?
2: Well, yes, I mean, we we certainly wanted to make that a big moment, Allison going back to school. Mm-hmm. And so Marlene and I talked about how we could do that. Uh, she wanted slow motion. Uh, we used the crane uh, for the exterior portion of her arrival at school. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of discussion about that. And certainly there was a lot of discussion about the uh, explosion at the end of the episode and all of that had to be carefully vetted with the safety department at Warner Brothers. So mm. there, there was a lot of prep that went into this episode. In fact, the, the explosions, we started talking about a good six weeks before we actually did them. So I, as I remember, we did it feels like we did the explosion about a week after I finished the rest of the episode. That was the last thing that took place. And so if you back that up six weeks, we had a, we had a a meeting every day um, for um, well, not every day, but we had a meeting um, initially about six weeks before we, we shot that. And then, as we got closer to it, we had meetings every day because it, it was very, the, the actual explosion of the house, I think actually takes place in the next episode at the beginning of the next episode, there's another mm. explosion.
0: Mm. As yeah, I remember. I remember
2: that. And so we had to be very, very careful about where the cameras were. The actors could only go up to a certain point. Our stunt actors could go a little further than that so we had to kind of figure all that stuff out beforehand and there was Mm -hmm. a lot of prep on this episode um i'm I'm trying to remember if there were other things that i thought about but we we can talk about as we go i don't i don't remember anything right off the top of my head but um, certainly allison's um arrival at school was a very big deal
0: all right cool well why don't we go ahead and give a countdown from three and then we'll start playing So uh, before the preseason, we're gonna go three, two, one, play.
2: So I don't even know who shot all this shit (laughs) because this is like somebody else's
0: episode. (laughs) Excuse my language. No problem. This was an alley was back, but very shady. Yeah. Well, this
1: was like a, a fun first portion of the season because in your previous episode that started season 5 it's like as far as we know A is dead and Allison mm-hmm. is back and it's like what the fuck is this world we live in where we suddenly have Allison what, and no A if,
2: the, if this was uh, this is episode 5 of that season mm-hmm. right
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. so
2: what was going on with oh I love this guy I really I, I felt like that um, I wish uh, Travis had stayed around longer I loved working with uh,
0: Luke Klein tank.
2: I really did. I thought he was just terrific. And uh I, I thought they had chemistry these two. I really did. I know that all the shippers will disagree with me on that, but <laughs> but but I uh, I love the way that uh Ashley Benson looks in this episode too. I love yeah. um her her whole her 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 look evolved more than any of the others throughout the run of the show, I think. But I just uh
0: well, she's kind of going through her goth phase here because Allie's back, and yeah. kind of puts her in a tailspin a little bit.
1: Well This guy's a really good actor, though.
2: Have you ever watched that uh, Man in the High
1: Castle? Series? I, I, mean, like the I saw first the first season. Yeah, yeah, I saw the first season. I mean, he's good in it. He's um and they have a good dynamic. Those the, the two of them in this this show.
2: And these two, um Ezra and Arya,
1: we, we all know
2: what I think about all of that, and. uh they they were kind of broken up at this point right yeah 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 because uh yeah he almost died and then of course he didn't uh, stop
0: herself from caressing him (laughs) (laughs) i remember this
2: we shot in the middle of the night this was i feel like i had to get ian out by a certain point because he was flying somewhere Mm. and I think he was had to had to leave for the airport like at five a.m. So we were trying to get all of this stuff done. So this mm-hmm. would have probably been around, you know,
1: three thirty, four four o'clock in the morning. Allie being I, shady. I I seem to remember it's not this episode. I don't think, and I apologize because it's been a while since. I mean, this is kind of a fun refresher for us. But like, there's in the Ari and Ezra dialogues in this season. There's the bit where he like flat out tells Aria, like, you have to forgive yourself. I certainly forgave myself for spying on you girls for years. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. very Mona line have, in a way. You have to forgive yourself for
2: murdering someone and covering it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love this beat. I love this beat where uh, Jenna arrives on the bus. What's, What's
0: like book called? The, call it? the, the magical bus that arrives at, like, 2 in the morning, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. This is so crazy. It's kind of like... What's she going to do now? Who's going to get her back to her house? <laughs> <laughs> Does she just know her way from the bus stop? <laughs> I've always wondered that. You know, How like, long
0: do they stand out there staring at her? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jenna's is, Jen is just really good with that cane. I'll tell you, she can get
1: all over town. She's um, like, I can smell you across the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: a little uh, teapot transition. Is that a
0: working gas range there?
2: I I can't remember for sure, but I feel like that there, I think I'm pretty sure I would have never started a scene like that, except that I think there was a whole part of the scene that was before the um, the teapot that mm. got cut. Mm. And I think that they were having some conversation. Of course, you know, here's the whole business about, um he reads f scott fitzgerald and can (laughs) quote from him um but i feel like there was a whole part of the scene before that that got cut Mm -hmm. so that uh scene started in a really strange way i think on that teapot that would that would not have been the way i would have started the scene
1: without the preamble am uh, i misremembering or am i making this up did somebody tell me that like keegan was going to like donate his hair and that's why it's so big here
2: yes there were, i don't remember the specifics of that but there was a reason why his hair was really long so um and I don't. i think he'd been kind of
1: not in the prior episodes right there been a, what's, what's i mean he? one point he like flew to england and was gone for a couple episodes to like find melissa i want to say hmm. yeah uh, i do remember there was something to do with his hair but i you,
2: i have no idea what mm-hmm. Now, you know what I realized when I was looking at the first episode that I did on the series, when we were actually shooting in a house back on the back lot, and then this was a set that we built to match the house on the back lot, but it was supposed to be a different part of the house. But I thought it really is good because you really don't know. You know, nobody could really explain to me the the geography of Aria's house and have it... N- it it's fine. You know, it's one of those things at the time, I thought, well, will people be bothered by this, that this isn't exactly the same as the house on in the back lot. But it made me realize, no, of course they won't, because it's just this paneling and,
1: it's and me. furniture. I, I'm the one guy who's always, whenever we do this podcast, I'm like, this is a different house. And then James is like, no, nah, yeah. it's not. Well,
2: this this was actually a set that we built so that we wouldn't have to go to the back lot for Arya's house. Mm-hmm. So this was a set on one of our stages because when we were on
1: the back lot, we wanted to maximize our time outside. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you're probably still in the house. There's a part where like Mike punches Ezra in the face and I want to say that's like the house and then no. that's my last memory of it, no? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Listen to you. Yeah,
0: you're right about
2: that. You, you, Yes. Uh, I think we I,
0: argued about that for like three minutes on one of our podcasts.
2: I think we might have gone there uh, other times as well. But um, um, beyond that, just briefly for various things, but we never really shot in there mm. after we built this set. So whenever we built this set, that was the dividing
1: point. I mean, James and I almost reopened the wound about where exactly is Allison's house in relation to Spencer and Emily's house. Uh, you know,
2: the, the, I, I remember having a, a long debate with our production designer about that, Rachel Camerman, And she explained to me, um, oh, there's my name. I <laughs> uh, just have to point that out. Um <laughs> Anyway, she explained to me that there's a big winding driveway so that the houses are actually really close to each other. And I I was always like, well, how's the audience supposed to know that? (laughs) (laughs) They they don't know that there's a big winding driveway. But here, you were asking me about uh, this. This was uh, on the crane, you know, so we had the crane and then it pulls back here and then up. Um, I would like to have stayed in this shot longer, you know, so that we could have actually seen more of the crane move. Mm -hmm. But... um, we had to also get all these people reacting.
0: Oh, this is where uh, Cindy and Mindy... Yeah, there they are.
2: Yeah, I love Cindy and Mindy. I love <laughs> that whole idea of them. There's Chloe Bridges, who I love. There's Janelle and Brendan, who I love. See, the, the crane pulled back here. So oh, yeah. it kind of... I missed that move. I wish that move had been in there where it kind of pulled from... We're talking to Cindy and Mindy up over the girl's head. I would mm-hmm. like to have carried them over in one shot. I think it was... Uh, Uh, about trying to figure out how we get all these looks between everyone Mm -hmm. and here's your basic slow-mo walking down the high school hallway shot classic shot look at all these people watch these people i was looking (laughs) at them today thinking what like look at those extras i don't even remember them at the time but these two look at that guy i love his look (laughs) this girl Who's she? she's got some issues what what do you
1: tell the like the background artists like what is your
0: I don't I okay. don't really
2: talk to the background artists the the AD talks to the background okay. the 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 minute a director talks to a background um extra that extra can file for day player status oh. so directors don't talk directly to background okay um the AD does that so I tell the AD what I want from various people but then the ad is the one who actually talks to them Hmm. Uh, i can't i can't remember who my ad was on this episode uh i'd have to go back and i I did so many of them that they like i said they all blend together Uh, i love the outfits on this episode i love their costumes i love spencer's costume
0: spencer's ready for the coronavirus there yeah, yeah.
1: She's, she's feeling very patriotic it's it's like she's in like uh like the russian navy but like <laughs> but like wizard class
0: yes uh um, oh yeah i totally thing. forgot about yeah. this plot line yeah there's a lot in this episode. yeah
2: yeah this is like uh something happened between nolan and and uh leslie off screen somewhere for veronica and peter rather
0: I think I didn't I don't know if we registered at the time like how much of like a, a adult man beard Lucas has here.
2: He looks like this a DJ. Was kind of, this was kind of Lucas as he was um um uh, transforming into a different kind of character. Mm-hmm. You know. Hmm. I can't believe they're all still in high school at this point. It feels <laughs> like they should have been like in their thirties by now.
1: You know. It's like five seasons fun. in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five seasons in they should have all been like you know, pursuing careers. So, and then there's this whole thing of them moving to a hotel that we never see. They move over to the Bradbury, right? I think so. Yeah.
0: It seems like it didn't take whatever this uh, strife was with Peter Hastings. Right. He talked was... his way out of it.
1: There's that corner we, we don't see as much where Spencer actually has a desk she works at. Well, you know, the problem with this set was that it had one entrance, and
2: so that always kind of that always kind of dictated your blocking because mm. usually you would have to have somebody come in. So usually you were shooting it from this side of the room. So that's why she walks over and makes that kind of circuit so that I can shoot back the other way. She she kind of, as opposed to just coming over and standing next to her mother, she comes all the way over to the the bottom of the bed and then turns
0: around to her. You know? <laughs> This is where they think that both Melissa and Peter murdered someone. Yeah, that's that's a. Which they probably
2: they probably did. We just probably never got to it. But like unrelated to the plot, there was probably all kinds of murders happening there. They're like, but nobody you know. We just picked up like a drifter. Yeah, and we and we just don't want you to know about it. So just don't ask questions. It's called practice, Spencer. I, I do love the idea of, in an alternative universe, there's a whole Peter Hastings, Veronica Hastings television show where they're oh, just gosh. doing shady stuff all the time. You know, they're he's, just shady. They're shady lawyers, I have he's, no he's doubt about it, which is the only explanation for her going into politics because she's just so
1: shady. I, I feel like we've debated the title of that show with you before, and we always yeah, say Hastings, Hastings and Hastings. And, Hastings. Yeah. and you say yeah. House of Hastings. <laughs> uh, maybe, either one, you
2: know, yes. like it works. That would be a fun show. That's a show I'd be in for, but it would have to be told. It would have to be uh, tied to uh, um, what's what's the other one? Kavanaugh and uh, oh, uh, oh, Tanner and Kavanaugh. Tanner and Kavanaugh. Yes, you know. I was just going to ask you, they're, what's, they're all
1: like, uh, they're all spinoffs I was just going to ask, like, which is the one you you would want to do? You know, if you had all the power in the world, of uh, those two, of uh, just yeah, any PLL stuff. Oh God! Well, it would be well.
2: I I wouldn't want to have to choose between those two. So uh, Mm -hmm. this was a shot we stole from another show, just so uh, we could um, kind of make it clear that they're in the, you know, the swimmers' locker room. So we threw Mm -hmm. that that cut in of the swimming from some other episode.
0: (laughs) And then they're going to do a Frozen sing along, even though Frozen hasn't come out yet in the timeline. I love
2: Chloe Bridges. (laughs) Chloe Bridges is just such a wonderful actress. I worked with her on Carrie Diaries, and I really enjoyed working with her on this. And
1: then uh, I love Paige. I love Lindsay Shaw. So these three had a great dynamic, but if I remember correctly, wasn't the internet thing was that that the Chloe Bridges character was like their daughter from the future or something insane like that? I think that was our well, I, yeah. I don't I don't
2: know that I remember anything like that, but I'm sure you know
1: Season it was five is so where you guys discussed season five is where I realized that like the PLS ships really, really existed amongst people. Uh, Um, Oh, I love this whole
2: sequence. This whole sequence. This is so much, this is so much my style. If I were to say (laughs) I have a style, I love the way that, you know, you like, I like following her in here. This, this to me is, this is the kind of stuff I love to shoot. It's, it's not a lot of dialogue. It's just visual. And, and I really enjoyed, um, I, I like following actors into rooms like this Mm -hmm. see the focus is on her hair and then you go into the space and then you see what she sees I just that's this this is you if you watch a lot of the shows I do I do this kind of thing all the time and uh, somebody asked me the other day if I have a style and uh, not really but (laughs) this is something I enjoy doing and I and I love this little scene. I love this whole um business with uh Jenna crying and Aria being shady and not telling her who she who she is away. and just running. I mean it's 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 absurd, you're... but it's there's something emotional about it. I just love anything that's emotional. Mm-hmm. And and this 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 made me feel a lot for, for Jenna.
1: Maybe I want to see it because you've mentioned uh, a director that that people don't realize you like to emulate on occasion, but I kind of see the George Stevens of that scene. Oh yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, George Stevens is definitely somebody that I would uh, do well to emulate. Uh,
0: There's a suspense. This, this
2: scene, this scene, what's interesting about this scene is Marlene had a very specific idea for the way that she wanted this scene shot. So that, that whole reveal was Marlene's idea, not mine. That was something that Marlene wanted. Look at this outfit that uh Sasha's wearing. It's this, like a- is, this is not the kind of thing you wear if you just want to blend in at school
1: <laughs> right <laughs> well, like if your dress had a sewed in blazer <laughs> I, I feel like shippers totally ignore this scene though like this is a really crucial scene. To, it's like- a great scene and and Lindsay's so good in
2: it. look at her yeah. she's such a she's such a wonderful actress and and Sasha of course, is wonderful too. I, I love this whole thing. It is it is a really crucial scene in terms of the themes of the show.
1: Mm-hmm. And they have a great scene like later in season seven, when like uh, when like Lindsay Shaw like leaves the show, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Before I go, I'm going to have some words with you." Mm-hmm. I always
2: like working with these two. I like yeah. working with all the girls. There, there there's a. There's a lot about uh, this whole experience that uh, th- probably the thing that's the happiest times for me were just the relationships I had with the cast and how much fun it was to talk to them. And they each had their own style, you know, so this really evokes a lot of happy memories for me.
0: Mm-hmm. What, I, was, what was Mama Marin doing at the Bradbury there? Or she ran into Veronica. <laughs> she's probably looking for a job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> By I, this point, she's been fired from the bank, wasn't she? I mean, like, after absconding yeah. with all that money that
1: was never explained. The past um, money. <laughs> yeah. I completely forgot that, like, everyone is in this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, that
2: well, part of it was Marlene wanted to, to do an episode that really brought everybody back for the 100th episode, which I thought was great. I love that little move there. That was... Uh, I love things that I love using the camera to move on an emotional moment. And I think that's a nice piece. I love this whole thing where Allison's trying to be so seductive here. Like, here, I'll just sit on your bed. You don't really want to leave, do you? <laughs> and you do? You're going away. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna hang with me. I was really hoping we could hang.
0: She's like, look, I finally apologize to Paige. Like, isn't that enough? <laughs> I yeah. did what you
2: wanted. I, I wanted this outfit for you.
0: It's like, a, it's like a royal real estate agent
2: yeah, yeah yeah seriously i'll just sit here on your bed and wait i'll just yeah. wait while you're gone
1: uh it's so much fun i mean can you imagine yeah. like chilling in your friend or your friend or more's room while like pam feels
0: downstairs <laughs> Uh, Pam is definitely avoiding Allie here. She's not-
1: But
2: I do I do like this scene because I do it is it is uh Allison losing her power and realizing that she's losing her power. And and you know, I th- this is I really like watching it. I just remembered how much I liked bad Allison. Bad yeah. mean Allison. Bad yeah. mean Allison who would call people losers and stuff. I just <laughs> that you know I well, love that whole flavor of who she was. She was so I, good
1: at it. I think the best Allison scenes are the ones about you know her power or confronting mm. her own power or what have you. Mm. The, the only thing about her being a teenager is that all of her terrible nicknames for bullying kids were all terrible. Mm. Like, Gayron is ridiculous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she's not clever. Right, if she's I just miss clever. you already.
1: These, these, uh, all
2: the all the uh, text messages in this episode go by so fast. I realize that should have hung on them a little longer. Well, speaking of everyone back for this episode. This he's back from Ravenswood, right? <laughs> he's haunted.
0: New haircut, yeah. Yeah, I yeah lost his back hair. From,
2: back from Ravenswood, back from like Supernaturalsville. The ghost took my hair. Oh, and then there's like somebody who like somebody who wanted to challenge him for a fight. We didn't have an extra that really looked like you could beat him up, which was frustrating.
0: <laughs> like Archie and the gang back there, who he's friends with now. <laughs>
2: And then there's like a like some female voice yelling out for Hannah. And there's obviously a male who's handing her the drinks. So <laughs> <laughs> strange, strange disconnect.
0: <laughs> Getting tattled on about your relationship by the, uh, the name Arista. of the coffee there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gone. It's like he's a ghost. Look how,
2: look how pretty Ashley is. I just, I love the way she plays drunk in this episode i think mm-hmm. she's so good mm-hmm. this was a fun scene to shoot because she just really Where Where is just a little gestures like her wiping her
1: face and everything yeah well, uh,
2: is
0: this like uh out in front of somebody's yard i guess
2: this was actually across the street from um emily's house behind the house we used for aria's house hmm. Interesting. so it was kind of in this little area that we just kind of decorated with lights so that you wouldn't really know where you were But that's where it was and again i love uh i love luke uh Kleintag in this episode i just thought he was so good
1: is this the one where lucas is like you don't know my girlfriend she goes to a different school i think so yeah, yeah. Mm, it's like yeah. she's
0: supposed mm. to be here and oh you missed her No. Yeah.
1: Yep. Look yeah, look at him. He's
2: he's so good. He's such an interesting actor, and and I, I really, um, I think that he's a very generous actor. He doesn't pull focus. Like he really played this whole scene such that your attention is always directed at her. You know, mm. look like even stuff like that. He doesn't try to keep his face to the camera. He's, he's a he's a really very present uh, young actor. I liked working with him a lot. And um, love these three. Another Bridget Wu reference. (laughs) Bridget Wu. I think that's a Brian Holman creation, Bridget Wu.
1: I think so. She came up on the one we did with Brian, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's either Brian Holman or Maya Goldsmith like came up with Bridget Wu. I can't remember. I just know that there was an ongoing joke because we never really saw her.
1: I remember, is this at the school?
2: Yeah, it's supposed to be at the school. It's supposed to be a uh, movie night at the school. Okay, that's this. I like this little hole chasing because it's. It is it ever explained who's in the car? I I don't even know. Like Luke, who's in that like car?
0: This, maybe one of the twins. Cindy. No, Romney. it's not Lucas.
2: Lucas just is a back at yeah. his Party. I don't know who this is. <laughs> I don't know who that was supposed to be. I can't remember. Uh, I think I knew, be... but I can't remember.
1: It could be the oh, guy... I love,
2: love this scene. Love this scene. This scene is so great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that even spooked me. <laughs> and I love the fact that that she knew that, that Arya was in her room. And I thought, how? And then I thought, well, of course, she recognized Arya's perfume. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure all these girls wore something very distinctive. And uh, Jenna has heightened senses. And uh, I, I just think this is a very nice
1: scene, these two. I like the writing here a lot. I just thought this was terrific. What magical talisman is Arya wearing around her neck? It looks like something that looks like a longhorn steer of some
0: sort. But like with like maybe a bottle opener attached to it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Arya and Jenna, they had that history of Arya always being the one to try to give Jenna some empathy and then regretting it. Mm Mm-hmm. And they almost started a band remember like the keyboards and the flute yeah
2: <laughs> but i do i do think this is a very nice scene i again i think this is a scene that was really about the themes of the show you know mm-hmm. and i i love this shot i love the way that we held her in the foreground there
1: and, um, what i love about tam and Sursok, though is that She's still wearing those ginormous glasses, and like you <laughs> feel, like you—the whole canvas of her face
0: still conveys everything it needs to. Yeah, there's something extra twisted about Arya look, wanting look, to hear more about that. Look how good Shana. she is, though. <laughs> yeah,
2: look, uh, Taman is quite good in this scene, though. That—that that was very moving. That moment where she breaks down and then, yeah, of course, Arya just wants info. Yeah, yeah. On in. Tell me about Sharna, emotional <laughs> who, I,
1: who I killed. <laughs> Because cause the Shauna thing and Aria dealing with that, that's like when Aria finally joined the same show that her yeah. friends are on. And then there's a shadow
2: of somebody else chasing mm. Allison. I just, I, I, I can't remember. I knew the answers to all these questions, but I can't remember who that was. And then somebody has lit every candle in the place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
2: yet
1: that doesn't spook Allison at all. Yeah. Uh, what a weird text. SOSM at the church. <laughs> you know, where all the people die. Where I, where I straight up killed a guy in season one. Yeah. Right. Um, but whenever, like when the, when the perfectionist was still a thing to come, I kept coming back to this scene thinking, oh shit, you're going to move like Allison and Mona off to her own show. But they just yeah. gonna slap each other every episode. This is
2: fun. That scare didn't work as well as I hoped it did. You know, like that was supposed to be a scarier moment. And it, it, when I watched it today, I was like, "Yeah, that didn't work as well as I'd hoped." Love this scene, though. These ladies always bring it. Yeah. it. it was fun to shoot. It's just so 1930s. Barbara Stanwyck slapping whoever. You
1: know, I mean, this is this is uh, Joan and Betty right here. Yeah. We get quiet because we're all just like <laughs> yeah. By yeah. the scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
2: did. This was really fun to shoot. I forgot all about this scene. I don't even talk about this. Oh, I love these two. Just see, I love how I love how how uh, Sasha just drops right back into that bad, mean Allison, and and and. I I so enjoyed that aspect of that character.
0: (laughs) No one feels worse about that than I do, about her being A.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think this was like our frustration with Allison later in the show, was suddenly she seemed to have no power.
2: Well, I think that there was an effort to redeem her. Yeah. That that, that, um, I understand from a storytelling point of view, but I do feel like that what Sasha... Her her strong suit is this kind of attitude thing. Mm-hmm. That that you know, she's got these really angelic looks in this whole mean street, just was so much fun. Like, I mean, look at her like she grit <laughs> she grits her teeth there, you know. I mean, it's just like she's a slapper. her. She's like ready to bite her head off. From uh,
1: she just, like wearing I, rings.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she cut her with a ring. And uh yeah, and then she saunters out of there. Like
0: such a great because, encounter between those two Titans there. Yeah.
1: And then well, the not, here, the, the, those houses are really close together. Yeah. <laughs> well, not just the power strap, but she does that thing where she's got the purse perfectly hanging off her arm as she she stormed out of that church.
2: Yeah. Okay, and this is where I wonder, like, has Aria has she has uh, Arya already bought the pie and she comes running over <laughs> to Allison's house? Is the pie downstairs next to her coat? Well, you know, like what's
0: I love going
2: to the pie shop afterwards?
0: Emily making the tea. That's such an Emily move. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah it's like it's so caretaking. And I'll sit here on the
1: arm beside you because I still
0: I right, stay like, you know, with you after all. Bring it
1: closer to me. Away from <laughs> you. Yeah. Is it a late night? Is like Paula's pies like open
0: late? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ali really needed to lie there. She could have just said she slapped Mona. Like these girls would understand. Yeah,
2: I I would have preferred that scene to be a little bit more just in the four shot with the four. I love this scene. This scene is so great. The scene is just <laughs> such a great mom and daughter scene.
1: Mm-hmm. The I
2: miss, the Preload wine moms. All these ladies, I really do. I miss them a lot because I really had so much fun working with everybody.
1: The Preload wine moms is fascinating. Just to find that Laura Leighton is seemingly nothing like Ashley Marin. She's nothing like Ashley Marin.
2: She's she's very, very um uh, well, I mean yes yeah, she is, but she's 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 a wonderful person. But mm-hmm. she's she's not the 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 that she was uh, <laughs> she's not yeah. set up yeah. to be early. So on safety and, deposit uh, box.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean she's not like she's not uh you know having it all with cops you know yeah. just the protect her daughter this is an interesting shot I thought why did I do this this way with the mirror because I don't generally do these kinds of shots unless I have a real specific reason for it but I'm not sure why except I guess it would I just thought it was pretty but it's hard to shoot with um, reflections you know so it's curious to me that I shot this this way I'm not sure what it was about except maybe maybe I was trying to play with the idea that Emily is split in her feelings about Allison at this point. Maybe I was <laughs> trying to do some weird intellectual
1: cinephile thing like that.
0: I got the poster in the background there.
1: Yeah. When uh, it was when you were kind enough to invite us to the set. I remember being so excited to be in this room with that poster that I took a picture of it. it was so blurry because <laughs> I was so excited to be like, yeah, the poster. Um. Oh, there's pie. there's the pie. I always.
2: I always felt that that scene, that that set, uh, Allison's uh, bedroom, was not a great set. It wasn't a great set to shoot in, and I didn't feel like they spent a lot of money on it. So it was always a little. It felt like that she would have a much more grand room mm. as a character, you know?
1: Oh, and this whole thing—these ah, two in their their desserts, just touching each other's faces. They can't help it. They were, they were,
2: they were both victim of their impulses. Mm -hmm. It's just like
0: they're, they're the Sid and Nancy of emotional vampires. Oh yeah, this is where he's like, "Are (laughs) you? You have to stop beating yourself up about how you murdered them." Okay, Okay.
2: now this is a this whole sequence. You know, because this this bothered me. This whole thing of like, (laughs) yeah, look what she did to me. And uh, like, look what she did to me and my in, on my on my abs here. And she's like, "Yeah, let me see it again." <laughs> <laughs> Touch it. I, she's touching it. <laughs> but you know, this is this is something that, that is always really important to me. Is I never liked, I never liked this kind of framing of Aria looking up at Ezra. I always wanted to have her be up above him. And so you see really quickly, I have him spin her around and throw her up on the stove so that she's more eye level to him because I I think there's something very um, um, important about keeping her above um, Ezra in these
1: various scenes. Even that quick shot of her face over his neck, it's like her her pleasure, her moment is present.
2: Well, I was always trying to, to avoid the classical romantic... Man looking down on the the mm-hmm. woman shots. I, I think that those are those are um, you know they're they're subliminally reinforcing a certain idea about romance that I tried to subvert. Um, this is sweet. These two that was a sweet
1: moment.
0: We've
1: uh, all been in this slumber party. <laughs> and then this yeah,
2: that was like, like also <laughs> a
0: really weird cut to like, Ezra's <laughs>
1: like
2: like you don't know who it is yeah. but see here i got her up on top of him you know and it was really a conscious oh, choice you know because my, i was just like i i didn't want uh i didn't want him to be over her i wanted her to be over him
1: Not the blanket is over. my favorite ezra shot <laughs> the what the blanket that she does is my favorite ezra shot oh is it um so i did the quick internet research uh there's a tweet that you had from when the night this aired, Norman, which was, and Arya falls off the wagon and then backs it, it backs over her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is that, that something I retweeted? Or... Uh, I think it's something you tweeted the night this aired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> something that I wrote? Something yeah. That
2: I like... Oh, really? That's funny.
1: There's some great needle drops in this episode, too. Yeah, How much, yeah there what was. How did you pick?
2: Uh, I, I... I picked a song that was in the the love scene before this, but mm. um uh it was cut differently um at one point with another song over the Ezra and Aria part of it, but that didn't really work. So I was glad that they they um there was a song that was scripted over Ezra and Aria. Mm. And so we tried that, but I put the other one of um every breath you take uh was was my choice. And I'm glad that they tied the two sequences together because originally they were kind of separated in some way. I I don't remember exactly, but I did pick that song of the various songs that we were listening to Hmm. uh, with the editor. Not not just me, but with the editor. Uh, Lois Blumenthal cut this episode, and she is um, definitely one of my favorite editors in town. I love this whole thing with Minnie and Cindy on either side of her.
0: I also feel like uh, Ali should have just owned it. And been like, yeah, that's right. Mm. This mm. was the
2: day. This was the day we had the big um, cake on the set. I think. I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think this was the day that. It's like I don't know why any of them believe Allison at this point. <laughs> it's just Allison lies all the time. And see, that was the other. I, again, I was playing with the. With the reflections there a little bit, I was always trying to get this idea, like who is this person? Mm-hmm. You know, I make I make some of these choices which are a little, a little uh, pretentious. You know, trying to figure out ways to tell the story visually, but um,
1: it's but they're fun, read it's emotionally. Play that.
2: Well, I like I hope that I hope that they are. I mean yeah. that, but that was intentional. You know, to see those various reflections of her. Because they're never easy to shoot because you want to avoid reflections whenever
0: you can. Love this. Love this whole business. Okay, so here's a question. Who are they meeting here? Um, Because this is the the ship that launched a
1: thousand theories, right? Well, you're talking about who came at the end of the scene.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't remember, but I did know the answer to that. I love this shot, though. I mean, this was something that Marlene and I just talked about, laughed about when we were planning. This whole idea of these two two ladies in their sunglasses looking like twins. Uh, (laughs) Big twin theme in this uh, episode. Mm I love it. I don't remember who it was that drives up at the end, but I think it might have been... Would it have been... Would it have been Lucas. Is there any reason Lucas would have met them?
1: How about when doubt, would just say Peter Hastings? Yeah,
2: I don't think it was Peter.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> course, he's just
1: if he's just like angels. You're probably wondering why I gathered you here. <laughs> <laughs> and then these two had to have their uh, their uh, their whole their whole
2: uh, love scene.
1: And, you know, I'm rewatching this and I'm thinking about what you said uh, just about not directing the actors, but directing the scene. And it's it's fascinating to see how these two just play this moment. These guys were great together. They
2: always had a, a, a really nice, easy chemistry. It was, it was fun. But I remember thinking to myself, like, in the midst of all this other stuff, would they really just, like... Let's do it in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never quite understood that, but you know, this this truck has seen some things. Yeah, but at this point, why wouldn't they just go to somebody's house? Yeah,
0: it's this house like, hasn't blown up yet. It's not like anyone's yeah. home at Spencer's. Of house.
2: course, if they had gone to his house, then yeah. neither one of them would be here because they would have blown up with a gas leak. I we love this love scene scenes. too. This is a really nice, I, I, lo, I liked uh, working with these two a lot. In fact, um, I think I, I directed some, she was on the phone with him when he was in Ravenswood. Hmm. I I directed that. Just, I think these, these shots are beautiful. I love the way this is lit. I love the way it's shot. I, I don't usually go to big close-ups like that, uh, except for moments like this. I just think that, you know, this was their reunion, so I, I usually don't like to get
1: into close-ups that big, but it felt warranted here. Especially what they're what they're dealing with, the gravity. The, and then, oh, there
2: you go. The, this whole thing was foreshadowing of what happens in the next okay. episode. I do remember that, because we did the whole dial-in for murder uh, homage in the very next episode. Yeah. That's why we used it in this one. Not that anybody would catch that except for me and Joe and a couple of other people. But but we were trying to play with the idea of foreshadowing what was to come for Allison.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, Allie tries her, her move again here and Emily's just like, yeah, no.
2: <laughs> It's like... allison's really like gosh everything that i've ever done just and then here's the here's the most incompetent police department <laughs> of all time yeah having a press conference they're so incompetent that they they just don't even have it ready to to go <laughs> you know,
1: like, I, I was guy... <laughs> amazed they had a
0: chief of police
1: yeah yeah that was the bigger thing to me than, than bethany young was like oh there's somebody in charge of this these <laughs> keystone cops there's the chief
2: of police, but he's uh, he's so incompetent that he's uh, they have to bring in somebody like Roma Mafia to to solve it. Mm-hmm.
1: I love these characters get the call to go watch TV. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: like it's like SOS.
1: Yeah, <laughs> News report. <laughs> okay, I'll be right there. Well, then like in 610, they, they do the same
0: thing where they go all go and like do- watch TV. <laughs> Do you think they're like TiVoing it and they paused it maybe so everyone could gather around?
2: But this yeah. is so funny. It's kind of like they all like called each other and are like, and bring your significant other. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but like Caleb and Toby are like, what's our teacher doing here?
1: <laughs> right, yeah. But that image, though, of all them together, though, like yes. this is like you would see this in every article talking about PLO for like the next yeah. several years yeah. right here.
2: Yeah, no, it's crazy. And you know, uh, Marlene again had very specific ideas about the way she wanted this shot. You know, she wanted them all in the shot together. So you know, trying to figure yeah. out how they could all be sitting so that they could that could happen, and we could do an explosion. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was uh, it was all very carefully. Uh, uh, you guys were asking about things that we planned. This was planned because <laughs> we had to make sure that we had them all where we could blow that window and nobody would get hurt. You know, so.
0: I'm, the, I'm trying to remember how we
2: shot it. I feel like there were only a couple of stump people for this. I feel like it was, I feel like it was Toby and Spencer. Oh, yeah, Stump people for yeah. Those are stump people right there. And then, you know,
0: this is right. glass in their hair.
2: And then this is like some dystopian universe, like Rosewood. This really was a tremendous moment
0: when they all get the text because it'd been like five or six episodes since we'd gotten an a text, so it, it really felt significant. Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is your intention, Norman, but I remember
1: watching this the night it aired, and like when that when the text messages go off, I like stood up and oh really, like oh cool. yeah. Hype, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And that's the end of a very historical street on the Warner Brothers lot (laughs) for
1: Harry. Was it Harry Potter Land or something like like some kind of? Yeah, it was a it was a Harry
2: Potter museum that they built there instead on the Warner Brothers lot. But it was sad, you know, because that was that's a very famous street that had been used for so many movies, and it was sad to me that they wanted to tear it up, and you know, a lot of film history went away there. And then here
0: we are with the uh, A tag. <laughs> oh, the uh, the veil there. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And the dolls.
2: I guess it's a CC. Yeah. Well, I think so at this point. It would have to be. It's certainly not Mona. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, it's like, I feel like they like, Like, you have to tie Sarah Harvey and Black Widow into it later because it's like we see the Black Widow thing on the mannequin. (laughs) Mm. Sarah is Harvey. It was fun.
2: It was fun to watch that again. I hadn't seen that in a long time. I'm glad that you guys asked me to do this. Oh, Jen Anderson was my AD on this one. Mm. It was, um, it was. It was fun. It was fun to get to do the hundredth episode. That was a big deal for me, and I was really grateful they asked me to, because um, you know I felt I had a lot of, a lot of love for the show, and so to to do that milestone was a great one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I remember it really felt like I don't want to say the show peaked there, but it because I feel like there's still like the dollhouse, you know, and stuff like that. But it was like the show was at the height of its powers then, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hundredth mm-hmm. episode. Kind of flexing,
2: yeah. I think that uh, um, um, you know it, it's hard for me. I, I have a very clear sense of my involvement in the show for the first several seasons, and then um, it's harder for me, like in the lo- the last half of it, to remember the timeline as much. Partly just because I was going through so much uh, turmoil in my personal life. But it was it it all kind of blends together, so you could have told me this was an episode in the sixth season. You could have said, remember that when you did that scene in season six or so I'd be uh-huh. like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I remember doing that scene, but you know until I watched it again today, there half of this episode I didn't remember and uh it's um it's a great thing for me though because um the you know the the crew and the cast were so so um loving and supportive and good to me during that period of time um I mean, just for any of your listeners, I that was during the period of time I lost my spouse, um but you know, sometime before that. So the whole second half of the season, the whole second half of the series just kind of it all runs together because I can't I can't keep track of what I did when. Right. But I have a very clear memory of like the the initial episodes I did, you know, and then the yeah. storyline I'm pretty good at that. But then it just all started to morph into the same experience, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, you
1: you remember like the building of that kind of family unit with the show and then
2: well I remember the episodes I did I remember them very I remember pretty much you know that I could I could I could name the episodes for the first three seasons that I did and then after that it's kind of harder for me to remember like did I do episode eight or 15 or what you're like I don't know you know that sort of thing but uh it, it was fun to work on for sure I miss it you know one of the things I was saying to the the uh, pretty little wine moms was was that uh, you know my my agent and and manager were kind of like, well, do you want to keep doing that show because you know, there's other possibilities for you and you've gotten everything you can get from that. and I was just like, no, no, I love going to work there. I love the experience of working with people that I know and trust and have a shorthand with and. Mm-hmm. They're all my friends. They're still my friends. You know that's mm-hmm. that's what's great is that I'm still in touch with everybody. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a nice thing to feel after working on a show for seven years that you're still friends with everyone. Yeah.
1: And now you're just waiting on um, news of a pickup season two of your hit show Sweet Magnolia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we'll know next week. Or oh, cool. Or or soon. Uh, usually Netflix waits twenty eight to thirty days is what I've been told to to kind of see what the metrics are. But we've been we've been a, from all indications, we've been a pretty humongous hit for them. So um I would assume we'll nice, get our pick. Nice. I'm not I'm not gonna win. Yeah. I, right. I I I wanna I don't wanna assume anything, but um yeah. And that's, you know, that's equally a, a wonderful experience. I love that show. I love working on it. I love the cast. It's been a real, it's, it's been a, a, a real blessing as well because um, it's just, it's so great when you work with people that you like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think everybody has that experience and I've been very lucky that I've had it multiple times. You know, I had it on the OC, I had it on Gossip Girl. I had it on uh, pretty little Liars, for sure. I had it on sweet magnolias. I had it on Roselli Niles. You know, mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a wondrous thing when you get to work with people that you really like and and, um, and and can collaborate with in an effortless way.
1: I was watching an episode last night and I was surprised, but not that surprised, when one of your muses, Amber Coney, showed up in a scene oh yeah <laughs> so so you've watched uh sweet magnolias that's nice I, i'm like in yeah i you know i didn't think this would be a show for me and i was like you know i'm curious i want to try and i yeah. started watching and it's like the perfect show for yeah. coronavirus being stuck yeah. at home and just going to a place that's free of a lot of terrible things
2: i actually have um um you know, I, I don't ever want to push anybody to watch one of my shows because I don't know what people's tastes are. But I have to say that it has been a wonderful show for me to work on because it evokes a lot of my life growing up. I, mm. I grew up, I didn't grow up in a small town, but I grew up on the edge of town and certainly in a neighborhood where everybody knew everyone. And my grandmother lived in the town like the, 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 the town in Sweet Magnolias. And so there's been a lot about that show that really harkens back to my own youth. I remember walking to school with my friends. I remember my mother in the kitchen talking to her friends. Uh, that 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 whole front porch mentality, where people have big front porches that they sit on that that really was my growing up. So there's there's been a lovely um, aspect to the to the uh, Um, experience of working on Sweet Magnolias that has been um, um, just has evoked my youth in in a really wonderful way that I didn't really expect when I signed on to do it. I I wasn't thinking about that as a reason to do it and yet it's been one of the great gifts of it is that it's really brought me back in touch with that whole side of my personality and uh, we just cast it perfectly. I just feel like every single part is cast so well, and um, um, just had such support from Netflix to do the show we wanted to do. And um, I've really enjoyed working with uh, my showrunner uh, Cheryl Anderson. Uh, that's been a really wonderful collaboration. And and um, yeah, so Excellent. Um, Excellent. but yeah, Amber Amber we brought in uh, to. To, I wanted to find something for her to do. I didn't. I didn't actually direct her. She was actually directed by uh, one of the other directors. Uh, but I suggested her for the part, and was happy that they liked her. So,
1: well, and I'm sure when Annalise Judge becomes a huge star, she can uh, she can call back to. to I, do that, uh, I do think that uh,
2: I do think Annalise Judge will become a big star. I think yeah. she's she's really got it, and um, I knew it the moment I saw her tape. Uh, Cheryl and I had had seen her pre-tape and we both really responded to her. And, and, you know, you hope that, that when you see them in person, you're going to have the same experience. So she came in to read for us. She'd never done anything before. This is her first thing. She, Mm. she'd taken some acting classes and I think she'd done some, um, some uh, print modeling work or something like that. But um, she, she, she has a, um, an acting teacher in North Carolina who I think must be excellent because she came ready to do the work and, and, and just took to it like a duck to water. And, um, I, I feel very excited because I, what I also really like about that show is they're actual teenagers. You know, mm-hmm. we, we actually cast teenagers and teenage parts so that the high school feels like high school. It doesn't feel like 30 year olds in the high school. And, and, um, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it because uh uh usually be, because well Annalise was a minor last season, now she's not, now she's eighteen, but she was a, she was seventeen uh, during our whole first season, as was the girl who plays Cece, as was um um uh, Logan who plays um Kyle was a minor. Uh and it's tough because you're 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 having to race around their hours you know you, you only have one for a certain number of hours each day and um, um that was um, um um something that that was hard but it was worth it because the the performances we got I just think feel very real they, they actually feel like they're in high school mm. and um uh, that was a real new experience but yes I love Annalise I give her a hard time I do this, I'm sure you've seen on Instagram. I do this mm. whole hashtag Diva in training because she's so the opposite of that. She's just one of the, the sweetest, kindest human beings I've met. She's so the opposite of what I give her a hard time about, but I like to tease her and uh
1: I think she enjoys it. So. Well Chris Klein nails uh from my time in the south, what I call the villainous southern accent. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, it's just a great cast. I just, yeah. I was, I was so excited to work on it. I, I mean, the three ladies, um, Joanna Garcia, Swisher, I'd worked with twice before I worked with her on a show called privileged. And then I worked with her on gossip girl and then, um, Heather Headley, of course. And then Brooke Elliott, I never worked with uh, either Heather or Brooke before, but as soon as those ladies sat down for the first margarita night, I knew we had a hit on our hands. Mm-hmm. I just thought the, the, the chemistry between the three of them was just so fantastic. And I really do believe that that's what makes a successful TV show is the, is the chemistry of the casting. Mm-hmm. And I've been very lucky because the chemistry on the OC was just so. And, and on Gossip Girl, it was perfect. And on um, um, Pretty Little Liars, the casting was perfect. Everybody was cast so well, and that makes such a big difference when you're um, uh, working on a show where you feel like people have been miscast. It's, it's hard to get the, the, no matter how good the script is, if you haven't cast it well, then you're just like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to try to figure out how to do this. And I've, I've worked on a couple of those, you know, where it's just like, I don't see this coming together. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually right. <laughs> yeah, the, the PLL cast really felt like lightning in a bottle.
0: It was just right from the beginning. They were just so compelling together, and they're they so much fun together. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I, if I were to give any advice to somebody doing a TV show, that's what I would say: is cast carefully. Yeah. And, and and that was one of the lessons I learned from Pretty Little Liars, and one of the, Cheryl Anderson and I on Sweet Magnolia we we really saw a lot of people for various parts. And we, we and uh, uh, the two of us, and our line producer, Matt Drake, and our executive producer, Dan Paulson, the four of us read so many people for every part. And, but but it was worthwhile because, you know, that, that that's most of the battle. You cast it correctly, then the rest of it's easy. That was what was so much fun about working on Pretty Little Liars is that it was so easy. Mm-hmm. There was, there was never a struggle in terms of getting the performances that you wanted.
1: Like I haven't checked in with the internet or the fan base because I didn't expect to enjoy the show as much as I did. Um, but Heather Headley and Helen Decatur kind of reminds me of Spencer Hayes' things where it's like she just is electric with every every new person she's in a scene with. It just <laughs> yeah. like glows, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I'm very curious to see... Um, uh, what the life of the show, I've never done a show like this before that dropped all at the same time. So it's a very different social media experience. You know, your, your show drops yeah, once yeah. Just boom. and then it's, it's, yeah, it's there. And so it's interesting because we were in the top 10 for three weeks. We were on the top 10 of Netflix for the first three weeks. And, and, and uh, it's a different kind of thing because you're not dealing with people, Getting it week
0: by week, uh, but yeah, I really want to thank you for joining us, Norman. That was a yeah, like oh, yeah, fun it's fun. Yeah, you know, I'll, really... I'll
2: do another one if you want to do another one. If you want to do one of the other episodes, I'm happy to do another one. Absolutely, so we can
0: probably figure out yeah. another one to do. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah, looking up one. that was six years ago, uh almost uh, July of 2014. This aired, which seems crazy. But this aired
2: in July 2014.
0: July 2014, yeah, July 8th. Oh wow, yeah. Wow. But yeah, it was a pleasure to have you. hope everyone enjoyed yeah, that. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be back some other time to do some more commentaries. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.